This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, Snurkbulls, hey. It's your friend Tig. I just wanted to tell you I'll be filming my stand-up special Saturday, June 10th at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York. That's Saturday, June 10th, 2023. This year, Saturday, June 10th. Go to tignotaro.com to buy your tickets now. It's going to be a fun one, and there just might be a special guest. You're not going to want to miss this grand old time. So stop what you're doing right now. Get your tickets at tignotaro.com. Then get back to listening to the nonsense that is Tig and Cheryl True Story. Tig? Cheryl. This is a fun one. I mean, it's also, you know, we've got some some serious topics, but we it's a fun one. But mainly, listen, we have cats that are trying to get into my friend's office where I'm recording. You see that cat is yeah, back? This is the third cat interruption. Yeah. You have that to look forward to, listeners. <laughs> there are cats that are pawing at her door. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, listen. Shall we just jump right in? Let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Okay. But also, let's remind yeah. people to check out our new merchandise. But yes. yes. Go to podswag.com slash true story. It's really, really cute. Okay. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Brooke Shields, Pretty Baby. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. Where are you in the world, Tig? I am in Houston, Texas right oh, now. That's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some, just, I have my, my friend's mother isn't doing oh, well. No. And then my other friend's mother passed oh, away. Wow. So I'm here for like sad okay. reasons. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're glad that you're there to support and be a friend. Yeah. It's two different friends. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I'm just here for a couple of days, just 
to hang out and also to go to a funeral. Mm. And then I'm going to go back to Mississippi for some shows. Okay. And then uh, do some more touring and then um, go film the last episode of the final season of Star Trek Discovery. Ragadocious alert! Well, we're starting off. <laughs> we're starting off early. Real braggy, <laughs> right out of the gate. I'm well, filming the end of a show, <laughs> and here for funerals. Oh, you are you. You've got a lot on your plates, and we're yeah. glad that you're here. What about you? I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. real good. Don't you like it when you ask somebody something and their voice gets real high? Yes, I'm good is the the answer. Yes. One day one well, day at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time. It's the only way that days come. <laughs> it's true. That yeah, is true. They just fly at you one, one day, day at a time. time. But you know, I have to tell Please. you that my friend Megan, I'm you know, at her house. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know that. Hey Megan, is, hey. Well, she'll enjoy that because she told me. As she ran out the door, tell Cheryl I love her show. Oh. And I said, curb your enthusiasm. And she said, no, Tig and Cheryl. I already <laughs> knew that she listened to it. But I was like, hey, it's my oh, show too. No, it's more my show. That is so nice. I'm always shocked when my friends listen to my show. I know, me too. I'm like, what are you doing with your time? We've known each other since elementary school. It's Have you not heard had enough? Enough. enough. Maybe she's tuning in solely for that's you, I'm, and that's I'm just I'm a thinking. problem <laughs> well, that she has to work listen, around. Listen, Dr. Becky Hines listens. That's insane. She's heard enough. She has heard enough. You know what would be interesting hmm. is to have an episode with people like Dr. Becky mm -hmm. Hines and my friend Megan, mm -hmm. just people my from our- law Mary. Yeah, like the deep dive Core friends group. and family that are not- Hollywood no. folk. It's just people from our lives that listen to this show. It's, Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Let's do it. Thomas, put it on the books. <laughs> and be like, why are you listening <laughs> to this show? Why would you? Or that could be a live show. <gasps> that could be a live show <gasps> where they, they zoom in and we're like, and why, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. It actually sounds more like um, a therapy session. <laughs> well, well, it, it will be. It could turn into that. Tig, shall we just dive right in? We should. I mean, I guess that's yeah. not true since we've already BSed here and there. Okay, um, today, well, should I tell everybody what I just found out about myself or just wait till I tell us what we're talking no, about? No, I think you should tell everyone what a terrible person you are. <laughs> I am humiliated and- Yeah, you should be. Mortified. That yeah. I didn't realize this was a two-parter, and I just watched part number one. And I was just saying before we started uh, rolling that I thought it was a weird ending. Like, it was just like. <laughs> and Brooke went to college. And Brooke went to college, and that was it. And then I, yeah. and then I was looking at the outline. I was like, whoa, I don't remember any of this. And then it dawned on me, oh, shitballs. I missed a whole. <laughs> well. Half of this, you're going to have to really take over on, now I have to go watch the other half and then I'm going to want to talk about it and I'll have no one to talk to. Well, I feel like I always take over. I'm the one steering the that ship. That is false. Okay. But that you know false. what? What? You missing the second <laughs> part is, of this documentary is, is not only a shame because 
It's a great documentary. I know. I, but also, guess who pops up in the second well, part? Well, I just saw that in the, and I was like, what? I don't remember. Exactly. How do you think I felt watching it? And this face pops up. I'm like, whoa. Huh? I mean, okay, we're really, let's tell everybody. And then we'll, let's not spill beans. Well, you just spilled okay. a bean. You spilled well, one we tiny bean. Spilled, we spilled your bean. That we spilled your you, bean. No, we didn't. Okay. We didn't say we didn't say anything other than somebody's face popped up. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Today we're Oh my gosh. Wait, wait. real quick. Yeah. I'm in my friend Megan's office. Yeah. And I just looked out of the office door and look who's waiting. Oh, a little kitty cat. A cat is waiting at the door, like, pardon me, but uh my meeting is at four <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> I need to get in there, Tig. I've got yeah. a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Today, we are talking about Brooke Shields, Pretty Baby. Mm-hmm. It's a 2023, this is a hot off the press, 2023 ABC News documentary directed by Lana Wilson. It follows the life and career of the iconic model and actress as she reflects on a lifetime of stardom. Oh, sorry, super stardom. As well... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't read that correctly. It says <laughs> it's su- super stardom, as well super as her stardom. fight against exploitation and struggle to find her own identity. Brooke Shields' Pretty Baby is available to watch on Hulu, and I guess it's a two-parter. I know for sure it's a two-parter. <laughs> God, it is weird. Cheryl. I do remember it saying part one, and then I. After it was over, I thought, wow, I must have missed the part two card that came up. Oh, God. Well, here's the thing. Yes. We've been we've done so, so many. many documentaries. Yes. And you would think somebody like yourself yes. who co-hosts a podcast about documentaries <laughs> yeah. would, ch- would check like, it out. Let's say, well, yeah, like if, if an episode or a movie ends where – this compelling story yeah. about a compelling person yeah. ends with, and then she went to college. <laughs> was the ending. Yeah, that you wouldn't be like, oh, maybe there's more. Maybe. Yeah. It, and I just thought, well, she doesn't want to talk about the rest of her life. She just wanted to focus <laughs> on, on the first half. On until she's 22. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and like, then whew, she made who it. cares about the other 30. <laughs> Year or however. Well, that's what I was thinking too, because I I was thinking after I thought it was over, I was like, wow. I mean, I thought there was a lot more really interesting stuff, but okay. But even if you're the single most boring person alive, your story isn't going to end at (laughs) twenty three. When you're in your mid fifties, your story isn't going to end at, (laughs) and then she went to school. They're at least going to drag it out and, Uh, you know. I hope Brooke is not listening. Hey, Brooke, hey. You know she is. Well. You know she is. Why do you know she is? (laughs) I I don't know that she is. But but before we get started, could I just just say, um, I mean, I hate to brag. Mm, Yeah, right. (laughs) But I was on Suddenly Susan. I was in an episode called Poetry and Notion. I had to look it up because I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I was on that. This was a sitcom that Brooke starred in. No, I know. I I'm, watched the documentary. I watched the whole oh, documentary. was it in the documentary? Yes, <laughs> of course it was because it was after she went to college. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Well, uh, listen, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do a lot of the 
first half. And then Tig's going to take over a lot of the second half. Mm-hmm. Do you have an outline in front of you, Tig? No. There's an outline, oh. but you know. <laughs> okay. I'll read stuff and then you can say, yeah, that is what happened. I'll say, yeah, true. True. <laughs> okay. In the 90s. Mm-hmm. They were saying there were fewer celebrities because there was not, you know, we didn't have social media back then. There were a few celebrities, but everybody knew them. And one of them was Brooke Shields. And now there are lots of celebrities and we don't even know mm-hmm. most of them. Mm-hmm. And right. then Gavin DeBecker, who's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. <laughs> alert. I was surprised to see Gavin in, in this, but he was talking about Brooke Shields. And um, Gavin is the one that wrote the uh the gift of fear yeah i was gonna say the gift of knowledge and that is <laughs> that's not the correct. no that's Ooh, this could that's be a long not one. even close yeah gavin is your friend that popped up in there but you have another friend that pops up yeah, in this movie but anyway let's go that's a bean. finish that's a bean that yeah. is the bean that i asked you not it's to not spill. a lesbian <laughs> just spilled a lesbian. I didn't. Well, I'm the only person, you know, oops, I spilled it, but I'm the only lesbian, you know? No, I know plenty of lesbians. Right. So I'm saying saying, you you spilled the one lesbian of this episode. But I never said my name. You keep saying, oh, (laughs) you blew it. Oh, there you go. And I never said my name until now I'm saying my name and it reveals I'm the lesbian. (laughs) It was spilled. Okay, well, we're going to get to that on part two. I pop up in this documentary. Oh, there I said it. There, I said it. Well, I was stunned. I was stunned. Did you not know? No. How did? How would I know? That's why I thought we were doing this because I was. Then you were probably like, "Oh no!" Then she didn't even see my face in it. Now, no, that's not why we were doing it. Oh Jesus! Look what's this cat cat is trying to break down the door. (laughs) Oh, Maybe my God. Let the cat in. I don't know. Oh, that's a good idea. Come here, Katie. Let the cat in. You can let the cat out of the bag or you can let the cat in the office. Come here, Katie. Um, but I was going to say that um, that's not why uh, we chose this documentary. Thomas suggested it. I was so happy because I love Brooke. Well, you'd love her more if you watched the documentary. <laughs> But I, um, I was stunned and I feel, I would say I was shocked that word never got to me, but I am a little out of touch. So yeah, things you don't, don't really get yeah, to me, which is but nice. I feel like that things don't get to me. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that more. I'm going to stop yeah. reading stuff. Okay. Just to let everybody know, just the snork bowls. Cause I, I really like the snork bowls. They're always nice. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood. That doesn't apply Come in, in. This. <laughs> cat hello can i come in now the cat's looking around like why am i in this room why did i come in here and how can i get out okay listen we gotta get we gotta get down okay we gotta get down to business so brooke i mean it does Mm -hmm. seem like everybody in the world knows who brooke shields is of course of course and she says she's she's amazed that she survived her own career because okay here's what happened brooke from the age of 11 months she was in an ivory soap ad. She started too late. She, she could have had so much more had she not wasted and just squandered the first 11 months. Her mother, Terry Shields, was her manager. And she knew that Brooke was going to be a star. And Brooke was a very beautiful baby, which she was. Yeah. I mean, most babies do not look like that. Most babies. I mean, I was pretty, pretty. <laughs> 
I was a really good looking baby. Were you in a an ivory soap bad? I don't think so. No, but much later in my 40s, I was in a watery eye <laughs> campaign. <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Commercial. <laughs> So I don't, I don't think that's by mistake. Okay. All right. Let the record show. Oh, also, Brooke was childhood friends with Laura Linney. Yeah. Who is in this a lot. She tells a lot of stories and talks about Brooke and a very sweet mm-hmm. relationship. It's yeah. Terry, the mom, worked as a makeup artist in, in a New York department store. Brooke's dad was very handsome. They were very handsome parents. Oh my God. Now the cat is clawing to get out. This is ridiculous. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. And I can see <laughs> this cat is clawing the door to get can you out. You hear the banging? Okay. You got to let okay, the cat out. You go. Okay. Go on. We're not That's doing it. this yeah. for the next That's it. 45 minutes. I, it's too much. I'm vegan, but I'm not that vegan. So this is it. Go on. You, okay. Go on. That's it. That's go it. On. You got what you go wanted. On. You're done. Okay. Oh, we have to take a break, oh, Cheryl. Oh, no. We've only we talked do. about the cat. We haven't okay. even talked about this. We haven't talked about Brooke at all. I know, but you didn't even see the documentary. But we'll be I- right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story and talk about Brooke Shields. Pretty Baby. Oh, yeah, Pretty Baby. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl talking about Pretty Baby, the Brooke Shields documentary. Yes. So Terry, the mom, and then the dad, who was conservative and handsome, they Mm -hmm. got divorced. Mm -hmm. Terry divorced him without even telling him. Oh. Oh, that's a move. That's bold. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't know you could You don't either. have to sign something. Seems like you would have to. But I guess. There's no way to know. <laughs> there is absolutely no way to know. Zilch. So then Terry decided this girl, this baby, this little girl is going to be a superstar. She's so beautiful. She was mm-hmm. in Band-Aid ads, a bounce, Colgate. She did a shampoo commercial. This was sad. She did the shampoo commercial for Breck, I think it was. And mm. they tied a rope around her waist. Yeah. And she ran around the camera. Mm-hmm. So she would stay at the right distance for focus. But she said by mm-hmm. the end of the day, she had like burns, rope burns. 
Here's my yeah. question. Mm -hmm. Could they not have taken the same rope yeah. and made a circle on the ground mm. and said, can you run in this circle, this area, yeah. this circumference? Yeah, they could have. Like, why are they, why do they have to lasso her? Because nobody was looking out for her. It was the 70s. Yeah. So somebody should have been looking out for her. I mean, and so that's what you learn very early on in this documentary. Documentary? Documentary. Documentary. <laughs> oh, no. We got a lot to get through. Okay. They were saying the rise of feminism, they saw a backlash of sexualization because it used to, at some point, like in the 60s, it was Marilyn Monroe and Sophia Loren, and they were voluptuous, grown women. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, I never thought of this until I watched it. It's hard to believe and understand, but okay. Then the, uh, the rise of feminism, they saw a backlash that um, sexualized young girls. It's an odd concept, isn't it? Mm -hmm. They were saying, so now that women what if women are have their own thoughts and they can stand up mm -hmm. for themselves? Okay, then let's yeah. just look at young girls because they're not there yet, which is, ugh. So Brooke was cast in increasingly sexualized shoots. Brooke's in this a lot. And she says um, she wasn't uncomfortable because- Did you just say Brooke's in this a lot? In the <laughs> Brooke Shields documentary? Well, she personally is, I mean, aren't there documentaries where you don't even, the person is that isn't really talking about well, it? Well, yeah, but I would say she's in it so much that you wouldn't even have to say Brooke is in this a lot. <laughs> I just want people to know that she is definitely in this. Brooke is in this. And she's, she's, and she's, she's starring in this documentary. And she's, she's talking us through it. Okay. Yeah. Brooke says Terry was relaxed for a stage mom. Mm -hmm. If Brooke wanted to take the day off, they'd go to the beach. But Brooke was very aware at a young age that she was the breadwinner. And mm -hmm. Brooke dreamed of being an actress. She'd see lots of movies with her mom. And then in 1977, so Brooke was born, I think she was born in 65 because I think we're the same mm -hmm. age. Uh, why do I have to tell everybody my age? Just Google it if you're interested. Braggadocious! <laughs> <laughs> so in 1977, so when she was 12, oh, she was 11. I remember this now. Uh, she was cast in Pretty Baby, the movie mm -hmm. Pretty Baby, directed by French director Louis Malle. And it was set in the red light district of New Orleans, circa yeah. early 1900s. Susan Sarandon played a brothel owner, and her daughter was played by Brooke Shields. I guess I don't need to keep saying her first and last name. Yeah. Side note, I was in a film with Susan Sarandon called Braggadocious <laughs> Alert. Called, what was it called? Bad Mom's Christmas. Okay. And the movie was vague about its message about the sexualization of minors. It didn't seem like it was vague about it when they were showing clips from it. Mm -hmm. The famous scene that's awful in the film is that Brooke, who, like I said, was 11 at the time, they put her like on a silver platter, basically. She's clothed, thank God, but they parade her around a room full of men and they're all bidding on her because she's a virgin. Ugh. Mm. It's not cool. And then Brooke had to kiss a full grown man, which was Keith, Keith Carandine. 
Who is he? Have you heard of him? Yes. He's a great actor. Okay. We already established that I don't follow things. So <laughs> it was sad because when you're watching it and they showed her scene kissing Keith Carradine and and she said that was her first kiss in real life. And she's yeah. kissing a man with, you know, a, a beard and mustache. Disgusting Ugh. at any age. But it was she said it was very sweet because um, Keith, the actor, pulled her aside and said, listen, this one doesn't count. This, you know, mm-hmm. basically like this isn't really going to be your first kiss in life. And she yeah. said that was helpful to her. Ugh, but it was just, I just can't even imagine. No. So after that movie came out, Rook became a focal point of controversy because of the movie. And Terry, the mom, received a lot of backlash for her role in managing her career. And meanwhile, the male filmmaker was celebrated. So people were attacking Terry and Brooke, this young girl, saying, how could you do such a thing? And they're, you know, they celebrate. Yeah, they're celebrating the filmmaker. And in one TV interview, the interviewer reads a critique of Terry's appearance to Brooke. Oh, that was sad, too. So weird. It was so weird. So here is Brooke, this young girl, right? So maybe she's 12 by now, but she's sitting there with her mom during this televised interview. And the interviewer with the mom sitting there turns to Brooke and says, you know, a lot of people think that your mom has an alcohol problem because of her skin, because of um, her eyes. Yeah. I mean, I was just amazed that Brooke, even at a young age, was so well-spoken she really articulate. was she had, her disposition was so remarkable really remarkable seemed just untainted yeah also her mother did not look bad that's what struck me also because whenever they would cut back to her mother i was like she looks like a normal just, person yeah she i i didn't i couldn't follow this yeah. i mean maybe there were pictures of her mother where she was partying or something, yeah. but like on camera. Right. So it was really, I, you know, it was clear in this film that Brooke's mother had an alcohol problem. And I yeah. guess it was clear to people that were mm-hmm. around her. So that was how they brought it up. But it was very, I just thought it was so awful that a jur- yeah. journalist would do that to a young girl. Right. Really awful. But but Brooke handled it well. And she said, well, my mom doesn't get a lot of sleep sometimes. And sometimes she's stressed. And, yeah. you know, she was just had great answers for everything. Look, you posted a picture of me on social media yeah. recently yeah. where I truly look like I have weeks to live. <laughs> no. The dark, the dark circles around my oh, eyes. No. I couldn't even believe I was I was just, uh, oh you want me to take it down no I don't mm-hmm. care but I also don't have a drinking problem yeah but I'm tired <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm tired, tired too. of not having a drinking problem <laughs> I'm tired too Brooke says when she looks back on all of these projects that it was odd for her because she was so not in touch with her sexuality. In the least. Mm-hmm. So she, mm-hmm. when she was doing this stuff, she didn't even, she didn't feel like she was doing anything wrong because she didn't even connect yeah. with it. Yeah. And at 16, Brooke started modeling for Calvin Klein and she did a lot of the ads and the commercials were highly sexual. 
And then the sales shot up 300%. Right. I mean, they didn't they ban yeah. the jeans or the ads or something? And it's like, well, yeah, that's going to... Yeah. Then everybody's talking about it even more. And, and yeah, then everybody bought the jeans. So I don't know. What does that tell us? Um, I don't you know. You don't have to answer that. Yeah, we don't know what it tells <laughs> you us. You don't have to answer that. Brooke hit a new level of fame. Then she was on the cover of Time as the face of the 80s. And there was a frenzy around her at all times. And then she had a um, real living doll based on her, like a doll that you could put makeup on. You could style her hair. By the way, Brooke has amazing hair. I'm not breaking news here, but even from an early age and when you're watching her now, you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. My friend Megan mentioned that also. Yeah. About Brooke's hair. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I to don't see. doubt that Brooke has awesome hair. I just don't notice things oh, like that. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, how can you not notice it? What do you focus on? I don't know. I remember my mother used to always Person talk about soul. how beautiful people's eyes were. Mm. And I was like, eyes. Eyes. Hmm. Never didn't notice. I just would look at people's eyes and be like, what do you, how, how they just look like eyeballs <laughs> or somebody has beautiful hair. I'd be like, well, yeah, they have hair coming out of their head. You didn't. But now I do know. No, I remember I, I was in my early twenties when I noticed that somebody had pretty eyes. Hmm. And then somewhere later after that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see when people have good hair. I just, I don't know. Didn't clock it. You didn't clock it. No. Even what, but watching this, you didn't clock it? No, I didn't think about it at all. But if somebody specifically said, does Brooke Shields have good or bad hair? Yeah, you feel like and you I could answer better, it. I would be able to be like, yes, it's good. <laughs> I hope you're on the stand one day and they're, and they're really <laughs> grilling you on this. Um, okay. This was awful. Brooke and Terry became embroiled in a lawsuit with a photographer named Gary Gross. Perfect. Once again. Once again, the last name. Oh my God, I have another cat trying to knock Come the This on. is a totally different cat. Shut it. Look at this. The cat went to the other cat and said, oh, why do the cats want in that room so badly? Maybe they recognize me from <laughs> She's scratching at the door. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you have like cat snacks in there or something? No, but I am a cat person. Well, oh, she just left on that note. Actually, that's a boy cat. Oh, okay. but he, I think he's, you know, he's sick fluid. Of it. Oh, okay. Okay. So they got stuck in this lawsuit with this photographer, Gary Gross, who had taken, this was also, it made me angry. Mm -hmm. it made me angry at Terry. I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Because when Brooke was, I think she was nine. This photographer had taken pictures of her, nude, nude mm -hmm. photos of her as a child. And yeah. there were pictures of her just looking like a quote-unquote normal nude child. And then there were pictures of her with makeup on and pearls. Yeah. And uh, I just hated it. I mean, he, he won, but it feels like something where she could go after him again. Now? Yeah. But it was awful because they put Brooke on the stand and Brooke was still a young woman mm -hmm. and they were grilling her saying, but you like to, you like for people to see you sexually. Did you want people to see you sexually? So gross. I, it was, and once again, she really kept her composure, uh -huh. but she said it was really awful and it just made me mad. Yeah. 
And then at some point, Brooke started to shut down. So once again, because she was in Blue Lagoon where she was Mm -hmm. pretty naked with the other guy and they just romped around on the island. Yeah. And it was a big success. And then she did this Endless Love and it was also about a young woman coming into her sexuality. And there was a, a sex scene and she wasn't really, you know, giving the director what he was hoping to get from her emotionally. And so mm-hmm. while they were shooting it, he would he would grab her toe and pinch her toe to get her to have a reaction. That was so disgusting. Ooh, I hated it. I hated it. I mean, I know it's easy to say, well, I would have never, but I can't even imagine. I can't imagine being on a set and watching my daughter. (sighs) Anyway, moving on. And at one point, Brooke, even though she was very young, she realized her mother had a a drinking problem and staged an intervention. And then Terry got sober for about a month and then went back to it. And then Brooke, because she's a very intelligent person. Mm Mm-hmm went to Princeton in 1983, which was great. And she she was lonely for her mom. She would call her mom five times a day, but she was really, you know, coming into her own. Mm-hmm. And then one of her professors kind of forced her to speak in class and to ask her what her opinion was. And mm-hmm. people had a great response to it. And it sparked her to start connecting with who she really is and what her opinions are and her ideas are. And as far as you know, that's as far as her life went. Well, that's what's sad because I was like, well, all right, well, that's where it ends. (laughs) Well, then she went on and joined the Triangle Club, Mm -hmm. which was a comedic theater troupe. And when I was watching that, I was thinking, oh my gosh, how horrifying if she didn't make it into those plays. Oh, like if she had never done that? Well, I'm just saying being this successful actor that goes to college and then she auditions for the plays in oh, college. And, yeah, and they're like, no thanks. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, thank God she was cast. Yeah, that she was tapped. She was tapped. And she started uh, getting less homesick and stopped taking care of her mother, you know, had some independence, I guess. Okay, we're going to have to go to a break. Oh, okay. Let's go to a break. <laughs> On Tig and Cheryl, true story, story. talking about... Pretty Baby. Pretty Baby. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields documentary. We'll be right back. Just uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We will be back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey. 
And we are back. I hope you enjoyed all those commercials and that you're going to buy all those things if there was a commercial there. Yes. Okay, so then Brooke decided to write a book. See, I didn't know this. She envisioned it as a guide to other young people going to college. The publisher turned it into a guide about dieting and other inane topics. Mm. The realest part of the book was a section about Brooke's virginity. So that they left that part in because that because Brooke was being forthcoming and but it's also titillating, I guess. Yeah. And I think I don't remember this in the documentary, but I worked here comes the braggadocious. Okay, I'm getting ready. I I worked with her husband, Chris Henchy, on a project, and I'm here to tell you a few things. Number one Wait, should I do my braggadocious alert now or you have more? Ragadocious alert. Go ahead. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. the project Chris and I were working on yeah. was a project called First Ladies that Jennifer Aniston and I were going to star in. Yeah. And that got completely scrapped during the pandemic. And Ugh. people contact me all, ta- all the time saying, what? when is that movie oh. coming out? I'm here to tell you it will never see the light of day. That's unfortunate. But I met Chris Henchy, yeah. her husband. He is so funny. Yeah. And so silly. Yeah. So smart. It was such a pleasure to meet this guy. And I remember when I met him. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hey, Chris. Hey. When I met Chris, I was like, oh my gosh. I read Brooke's book. And it was not this book about, you know, dieting and inane topics or virginity. It was a book about her mother, her relationship with her mother. Mm. I don't remember the name of it. It is so good. And I was, I told Chris, I was like, please, please go home and tell Brooke, not that she needs to hear it from me, but please tell her. I've never met Brooke, but please tell her. Mm. I have. I know. Braggadocious alert. <laughs> but I was like, that book, it's so good. Thomas, can you look up what it's called? Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. That okay. I worked with Chris. My movie went away, but Brooke's book is so good. It's called There Was a Little Girl. There Was a Little mm. Girl. Okay. Buy a copy and read it. It's so good. Okay. Anyway, so um, bizarrely, Brooke became an inspirational symbol of purity and culture. Her dating life became an obsession to people, including her friendship with Michael Jackson. And I got to say, when this part popped up, I was like, oh, give me all the goods. Whoa, boy. And I was, you know, because there are some people with Michael Jackson that say, no, he, even today, they're like, oh, no, he's totally normal. And we had a normal friendship. Mm. But I did appreciate that she said in here, because he, in an interview, without telling Brooke, told, I think it was Oprah, that Brooke Shields was his uh, girlfriend. And she said, uh, she said, I had a boyfriend. And I called him. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you can't do that? And then she just kind of distanced herself from him after that. Was that in the documentary? It was. I was just, I was glad yeah. To know that. I just, you know, I don't know. I feel like uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, no, and then, uh, mm-hmm. But Brooke fell for the football star, Dean Kane. Wasn't he also an actor? That's what I thought. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. football he was like, star. 
Didn't he play Superman? Yeah. They only talked about him as like a football player. Football star. And after the first time they had sex, Brooke ran down the hallway naked. Um, she was Why? very uncomfortable with herself. And Oh, and, not like happy, like running down the hall. Like, I did it. I did it. No. It was like, no. okay, like, and oh, my God. And he was very loving and comforting okay. and like, I'm not going anywhere and, you know. Aw. So the first time she had sex, she's, she thought, oh, this is what everybody's been talking about. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, this is what everybody's been talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying that her previous stuff that she had dubbed where people said, oh, that was so sexual, but she was not attached to it in a mm -hmm. sexual way. Yes. And when she did have sex, she was like, I'm just putting this together. Now I'm putting thoughts. Right. Into well, because you didn't see the movie. Mm -mm. She saw half of it. She went to school. I know. I really wish I would have seen this half. I'm going to go see it. Okay, go ahead. So then post-graduation, Brooke's career stalled. She shot commercials for fitness equipment, Japanese stereo, deodorant, sheer pantyhose, and Foxy. Her films flopped. Mm -mm. And then uh, Brooke talks about an experience with a film producer who oh I really God. was very curious who this person was who lured her to his hotel room. He emerged from the room naked and assaulted uh, her. Brooke oh told my God. Gavin De Becker, who described it as rape. Of course. Yeah, of course. And Brooke didn't want to believe it. Oh, God. Um, and she still struggles with feelings of shame and responsibility around the incident. Uh, and uh, wrote a letter to the perpetrator sharing her pain and anger. Wow. She she was talking about how she went through like, well, I did go out to eat with him. I did have wine <sighs> at dinner. Uh, he was going to call her a cab and said, here, come to my room. I'll call you a cab from my room. And so she was blaming herself for doing that. And, you know, oh I, I think often about people's response to these situations where a producer invites somebody into their room yeah. Or a comedian invites another comedian into their room. And when something happens, the public will say, well, what did you expect? You went to their hotel room. And what I think the general public isn't fully aware of is that, and first of all, it doesn't even matter what industry you're in. Rape is rape. It doesn't matter. Right. You, you're allowed to walk into somebody's room or exactly. somebody's home or somebody's but living also, room. Yeah. So much work and business is done traveling and on the road yes. and in yes. hotels. Yeah. And you're meeting at restaurants and bars at hotels. You're on the road and you're working together and you're both staying right. in hotel. It's not unusual right. when you end up in hotel rooms, by the way. Right, exactly. Because w when we're talking about these hotel rooms, it's usually a hotel suite that that is meant for that reason. There's yeah. a living room, yeah, and you go and you sit on a couch. And right. It's not like you're, you're walking into a Holiday Inn where it's just one bed. But even if it was, but rape even is if rape. it was, that's right. Okay, you, you should still be allowed to walk into somebody's room without somebody assaulting you. Yeah, you should be able to go anywhere without somebody yes. assaulting you. Ugh, now I'm real worked up. Okay, go ahead. And then uh, Brooke was introduced to Andre Agassi. They mm, started totally uh, writing that. long faxes to each other, which faxes, of course, right away. <gasps> oh is my god! Remember the fax machine with the fax coming in, like. Mm, mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
And the funny thing about a fax is that if you didn't realize you were faxing somebody's work fax and maybe you sent something personal, it's just like spilling out onto the floor in an <laughs> office or a, a house. And then everyone It's sees. like printing out. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I want you. Like, oh, is that is that the fax machine? Oh, let me go see. <laughs> and then it's like private love letters. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, that's hilarious. And then... Yeah, they were they were connecting over facts and opening up mm -hmm. about their childhoods and they had a whirlwind romance and he encouraged okay. her to pursue acting again. Hmm. And then okay. they got married and Brooke was now fully living in Andre's world and he was clearly on top of his game, so to speak. If you will. Uh, mm -hmm. Even if you won't. And um, <laughs> Brooke ended up firing her mother and signed with a new agent and she was cast in Greece on Broadway playing Rizzo and she got oh. great reviews. Hmm. And then she did Friends. She played Joey's psycho girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Andre stormed out in anger after Brooke licked Joey's hands. And Andre, what? yeah. And he drove home and smashed his Wimbledon and French Open trophies. He was so outraged. Oh my God, that's insane. And it seemed like one of those things where it, you know, she, her character is supposed to be, you know, psycho. Yeah. And she was playing it up and, you know, adding yeah to i remember that episode it was silly she's just licking his hand and yeah. it was not even in a sexual way it was sexual but uh but okay, either way well, yeah either way you're acting i on mean what you, you got joey and then you got <laughs> andre agassi that is crazy you could lick joey's fingers all day long but you got andre you know he had nothing to worry about i mean he must have real issues anyway they divorced and then brooke yeah. was cast in suddenly susan the sick okay cheryl had calmed down don't it, forget cheryl um, hines. poetry and notion <laughs> <laughs> cheryl hines guest starred on um, no not even no i had you know it was it was called an under five well, I don't know who said this. Maybe you've heard this. A guest star is neither a guest nor the star. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That wasn't in this it documentary, but I've heard that mm -mm. before. Mm -mm. When you're a guest star, you're neither the guest nor the star. <laughs> they don't care. They, you are not really showing up on anybody's radar. But no. yes, I had an under five. And that means you're cast on something and you have less than five lines. Yes. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Just thank you. Bring it up. Braggadocious mm -hmm. alert. Um, it was <laughs> well, eventually canceled. Kind of the opposite of <laughs> It was eventually canceled, uh, but she fell in love with comedy. She also fell in love with the film producer Chris Henchy, who she married, who I worked with, and who I braggadocious alerted about. Mm hmm. Brooke dreamed of being a mom and had a very difficult labor, including an emergency C-section. She gave birth to Rowan, mm. their first daughter, and Brooke suffered from postpartum depression. She spoke about her experience on Oprah, including the benefit of medicine. Then Tom Cruise, my oh, no. lookalike. Your doppelganger denounced Brooke on the Today Show, saying that Brooke didn't understand that psychiatry was a lie. Brooke responded Whoa. in the New York Times 
rebuffing Tom, saying he should stick to fighting aliens. Tom backed wow. down and apologized. Whoa. Did you I not know I have got this? to see this. I did not. I did not. I'm going to say I How do I not. know about this? Uh, well, because you track Tom very closely. All right. I feel like you would remember this, Cheryl, if you saw this Tom Cruise interview. Did they show it in this yeah. documentary? I completely <gasps> forgot about it. In, in fact, I even forgot I read her book. I think I even just forgot that I already said that earlier in this episode. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we have some really bad memories. It's really but I bad. forgot I had read her book until I was watching this. I was like, oh, right. I loved that book. And then I forgot about this whole thing with Tom Cruise. And I was like, oh, right. But she really went into major detail about her um postpartum. I'm really glad to hear that because I know that is a very difficult, I, I didn't personally experience it, but I understand it because I felt like I was going through it while I was pregnant. I was very depressed and I didn't know why, mm. but it is so powerful and it's hard because you're, you just had a baby and people are expecting you to act a certain way and feel a certain way and then you're you're not in charge of your hormones or whatever's going on in your mind and a lot of people ex you know feel a shame to it or they 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 don't even want to talk about it because it's so complicated well yeah i mean i know about postpartum but i i hearing her talk about it in great detail was so intense because she talked about having these visions of throwing her baby against the wall and then walking past sharp knives in the kitchen and just all these violent thoughts she had that she didn't act on but that she was experiencing yeah and and uh that that was just intense and i really was like wow i can't believe she's being this open and vulnerable wow that's important yeah and then um, everything that she went through prepared her much more for her second child, Greer. Terry, her mother, was moved to assistant living and passed away. There was no closure, but Brooke had felt like she said goodbye long ago. I think also her mother had developed dementia, mm. which they attributed to likely alcoholism. Mm. And then in present day, Brooke's daughters explained that she wasn't old enough to consent to her films. Yeah. And Brooke asks why TikTok is different. And they explain that it's because they are posting themselves. Mm. Chris Henchy, her husband, sits quietly and listens. And I have to say, when I was watching that part, it, <laughs> I really <laughs> only know Chris <laughs> as a goofy, goofy man. Mm -hmm. And so it was so interesting to sit, see him just sitting there listening, being so genuine and listening. And, and I was like, wow, I guess people have different sides to them. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw his face on camera, I was like, oh, my, oh my God, this guy is so funny. I can't wait to hear his commentary. And but he was just like a solid wow. dad husband. Wow. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's who All we're getting. Right. Here, you want me to read this line or you want to read it? Hmm? I was going to read this line for you because I can see it in the outline. No, no, no. I'll go ahead and read it. Oh, okay. Tig is seen in the documentary 
during a montage of inspirational women. I mean, I was stunned. I'm stunned. And I didn't even see it. How dare you? (laughs) They showed Lizzo and Laverne Cox and just a whole slew of inspirational women. And then my stupid face pops up. And I rewound it. And I, I truly thought I hallucinated that. That's so cute. What? How low my self-esteem is? <laughs> I mean, that's really sweet. Yeah, I was. It's nice to know that she find, finds you inspiring. Well, I don't know if she finds me inspiring. Well, somebody Maybe that the filmmaker had to do. Let's see. Somebody alive did. <laughs> Lana, Lana Wilson. Maybe Lana. Somehow I ended up in there. Okay, Cheryl, are you ready for final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, why don't you take it from here? You're better at this. Okay, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not, but man, did I feel for her. I did cry reading her book. Mm, mm. I was very touched. Mm. Did you cry? I did didn't but also you didn't watch the you only watched <laughs> ha- you you ended on and then she went to school <laughs> she graduated she graduated from college and i was like that was yeah. a good story oh boy okay oh who were you attracted to hmm i also kind of missed the all the cute guys yeah i would say i was attracted to brooke shields yeah i mean she is pretty cute who were you attracted to? I don't, you know, I I think Dean Kane is cute. Yeah, but you didn't see him. Well, that only leaves like the creepers from the first part. Or her dad. <laughs> okay, her dad was handsome. All right, her dad. Okay. Now is a chance for true story talk back. Do you have anything to say? I don't know what I was going to say other than. Can I say, Brooke, go and sue Gary Gross for everything he's got. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Could, like I wonder if the statute of limitations mm. would allow her to open this case back up. It's a good question. And by the way, would she want that? Like, ugh. Well, yeah, of course. Right. I, I know, but I just watching it and then I don't know. But that's how I feel. Gary Gross, come on. That's what I have to say. Okay, that is all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about the amazing Jonathan on Hulu. Tig, before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes, please. Okay, this is from Anna. Hey, Anna. Hey, hey. Anna. Hey. Hey, Tig and Cheryl. Hey. Pibe reminds me of something my mom would say when we were kids. H-Y-G. Here you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What did her mom say? Hig? Here you go. So if you asked her to hand you something, she'd go, Hig, as she gave it to you. Then we started saying, Hig, pig. (laughs) Though some were offended as they considered being a pig to be a bad thing. Whatever, pigs are cute. And it was just a silly rhyme. But now I can say, Hig, tig. (laughs) So Cheryl, next time you hand Tig a tart meanie, say, Hig, tig. (laughs) <laughs> Snurkful for life, Anna. Oh, Hig Tig. Oh, I hope I remember to say that. Thomas, will you remind me to say Hig Tig? Yes, I'll remind you. Okay, good. And when you say it to me, I'll have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you not, we can't even 
can remember something we said 20 minutes ago. <laughs> hig, tig, hig. Okay. Uh, this is from Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Hey, Matthew. Hey. Hey, gals. Hey. I was working as a mailman during the pandemic. Long hours and a lot of time to myself gave me the space to decide what I really want to do with my life. I'm happy to report I'm a 37-year-old college student getting my degree in special education. For some reason, I have to take a technology literacy class. In this class, we had to choose an episode of a podcast and write about it uh with very specific prompts. I love you, ladies, and chose this podcast. (laughs) I then had to choose an episode to send to my professor. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like where this is headed at all. First thought, Beanie Mania or March of the Penguins. That's when the panic set in. (laughs) (laughs) Will my professor think I'm into Beanie Babies? So that was out. So it was March of the Penguins. Then I remembered the portion about... (laughs) I can't get through this. Then I remembered the portion about male penguins anatomy. I panicked listening to hours of old episodes. Finally, I landed on hands on a hard body. I was the first doc to make Cheryl cry. (laughs) (laughs) I turned in my project without listening to this particular episode fully. After I turned it in, I decided to finish the episode on my drive to work. In case you were wondering, hands on a hard body is the episode where Cheryl discusses making out with a stranger in an elevator when Disaster strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, ladies. Matthew, P.S. I got an A on the assignment. Congrats, Matthew. Con- Matthew, I am proud of you for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor That's professor great. was like, what? This is an actual podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Look, we make it for free. Uh, that's right. Well, you guys, that is it. But we want to tell you, to remind you, that we have new merch. This one you're supposed to chime in. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have new merch. You can go to podswag.com slash true story. But we have really cute, I just got mine today. We have cute sweatshirts. Are you a snark bull? You bet your sweet ass I am. Everything is great. Go check it out. It's really cute. It's really good looking. And and Thomas said that the snark bulls are thrilled with it. So They're going crazy. That's it's really podswag.com slash true story. Okay, Tig, do you have anything that you'd like to talk about? Just a reminder that uh, I will be in Vegas on June 2nd. Mm. Get your tickets to see me in Vegas. I'll also be in Fayetteville, Arkansas mm-hmm. on June 23rd. And then I will be in um, Jacksonville, Oregon, July 21st, Eugene, Oregon, July 22nd. And again, I'm about to announce the city and date of my next stand up special taping. Ooh. So. Your eyes and ears peeled. Go to tignotaro.com to get all my show and ticket information. Also, check out my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. And I also have a book. Okay. I do. I know, but it's getting long. Well, I'm just a person. It's called I'm Just a Person. Okay, you're just a person. And I have a documentary, okay? Brooke doesn't have everything. I also Mm -hmm. have a documentary. It's called Tig on Netflix. 
Did you put Brooke in your documentary? I also documentary? had a TV show called One Mississippi. Oh, okay. Oh, Amazon. no. Well, we're, now are we like going? Yeah, I'm competing with Brooke. I always have been my whole life. <laughs> I did a commercial for Watery Eyes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's good. Do you have anything you want to promote? No, it's the usual. I'm not going to listen. Oh, when it's something really, really important, I'll let them know. Okay. Okay. Should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kovacic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.